Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer finds the baking soda in the back of the fridge? Yes. And he takes a big spoonful of it. <laughs> the every mm, flavor baking 30 soda. 30 years of flavors. <laughs> I freaking love that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the Hometown Hero Hour. I'm your host, Captain Spartacus. And I am your co-host, Dan Cor. And the keen eye will notice, yes, that we are back for season two. It's been a whole year since we ended on season one. I think our last episode was the uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I think so. Yeah, that was about a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. A long, long time ago. Yeah, we got crit by life a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've all been really, really busy looking for work or working 80 hours a week. Yeah, Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. But the important thing is that we're back. And uh, you'll notice that we're in a brand new the studio. New Look at this. <laughs> Microphones amazing. and all kinds of computers and stuff. I'm really, really excited to be back here. This it is awesome. It almost looks legit. It is. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So as normal, we want to get into some news and information before we get into our main topic. The first thing on our list is I am a huge anime nerd. <laughs> and I, I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> anyway, so my point is that I follow One Punch Man. Because oh, that has yeah. been, that's probably one of my top three animes of all time. Right. And right now we're right in the middle of season two. And the last episode was really, really fun. It opens with Saitama and King. He's mm-hmm. he's the class the S. Yeah, he's the class <laughs> S number one hero. Uh, and they're playing, they're playing a PlayStation game. Or it looks like PlayStation. It probably can't be PlayStation for copyright reasons or whatever. But they're playing a fighting game. And Saitama is spamming low kick. And he's saying, this he's is my cheese low, strategy I found. Mortal Kombat 1, yeah, yeah, low yeah. kick trip. And he actually <laughs> says, like, this is the cheese strategy that I found. And I freaking lost it. Saitama actually cheesing. That's I thought awesome. it was so stinking funny. Uh, and then and then King still beats him because that's all that King does. Since well, he's yeah. not a hero, he just wants to play video games all day long. Spoiler alert. And kicks his butt. <laughs> yeah, and it's, but it's so freaking funny. It's one of my favorite openings that One Punch Man has had since the first episode oh, yeah. where you're in Saitama's dream and he has that just like mm-hmm. epic fight in his PJs or whatever. So that, that opening was really, really fun. Nice. And they led into, they had more of Garo, the hero killer. Mm. Uh, they had a little bit more of his story. He's super injured. And he comes into the shack, and the the little boy that has the hero almanac that you see throughout the the season, mm-hmm. uh, that's like their their secret base or something like that. So they like I I don't know, man. They keep, he keeps running into this little kid everywhere. Um, so and and then he gets ambushed by like eight heroes. But their mm-hmm. setup is super super cool. So there's uh, it's like a mix of A and B class heroes, mm-hmm. and so you have two melee range heroes two mid-range heroes and two long-range heroes that one has a bow one has double revolvers right and they have this whole strategy just to defeat the hero killer like they know all about him they say like don't underestimate him and they are like there to kick his butt Mm -hmm. and it was so freaking good they had just like the first little snippet of the fight Mm -hmm. and since he's so injured and so fatigued they were actually like doing work on this guy that's just obliterated everybody and uh, that's where the episode stopped. And it drives me crazy because it's a, it's a great cliffhanger and I want to watch the next episode. But because it's on Hulu, I have to wait a whole week. I loved when I found it on Netflix and I could watch it all. I watched the whole first season in like three days. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so now I'm watching it one week at a time, which makes like Tuesday or Wednesday morning super duper fun because I get to watch the new episode of One Punch Man. But I have to wait a whole week. And so that's that's, I think, exacerbated. Uh, how slow this season feels. Mm. It just feels like it's... Uh, 
and maybe that's how the first i don't even know if that's how the first season was because you had like the house of evolution mm-hmm. at the beginning with that guy that was like experimenting with people and turning people into monsters and, you and were clones like, or whatever the main story arc yeah right 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 and then once they got into the actual um like hero association then mm-hmm. it really took off I love it. I love it. And it's such a fun and easy anime to get it's into. It's a great so. gateway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So hopefully we'll talk about that. Well, hopefully we'll talk about that more. Next thing we want to get to is that Avengers Endgame is re-releasing in theaters. <sighs> Which is kind of cool. They're adding some more content, some stuff that was deleted, some stuff from the, if I if I read the interview correctly, with Kevin Feige. Is that how you say his name? Uh, I don't know. Actually. I don't, I've heard it a couple different ways, but whatever. Sure. You guys know what I'm talking about. The big Marvel guy. Um, he was saying that there's going to be some stuff that was in the trailers that wasn't in the theatrical cut that they're putting in. Mm. Uh, there's going to be another end credit. Like there's actually going to be some end credit, like a, like a whole scene and there's going to be a tribute to something, probably a Stan Lee, something or other, I'll bet. And another surprise they said. So they like hinted at a whole bunch of stuff. There's technically not been anything like officially announced. Mm. But Kevin Feige did an interview with comicbook.com. Is I think that's what it is. You know what this reminds me of, right? What? Once Upon a Deadpool. Oh, my gosh. A yeah. cash grab yeah. of a couple of extra cuts into a movie you've already seen. Yeah. And to get you to pay full price of the movies to see it again. And it's crazy because Once Upon a Deadpool was awesome. <laughs> well, it's, oh, yeah, of course. It's Deadpool. It's I loved it. I loved it. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I love Marvel. I am a little bit... Um, franchise fatigued you yeah, know what i mean because uh-huh. it was this 10-year build-up a great payoff and now i just kind of want to sit back and just like i'm exhausted from it right and now they're coming they're re-releasing it into theaters and uh, they're right behind avatar as as far as like does that count though i don't know i don't know that's what i'm saying it shouldn't it, i really don't think you should i don't think it should if it does man that's freaking cheating yeah, no that's so that's they're at, their end game is at like 2.7 billion and avatar was 2.8 so if this re-release counts, then they're gonna they're gonna surpass they, Avatar. Well, they knock it out of the park. And it's not it's they not shouldn't. fair. They get a second run at it or whatever. Because like right. I want to go see the new stuff. Sure. Right. So I'm. They're probably gonna get my money again, which is fine because <laughs> they make good stuff. I'm actually right. sad. I've only seen Endgame one time. Mm-hmm. But that's just because. Well, I, there's enough I mean, to unpack there that you can go see it a whole second. Oh time. my gosh! Yeah. It's almost like watching a whole new movie. Yeah. Right. So I'm. I'm still waiting for it to come out on like Redbox or like Netflix or something so that I can watch it. And I hope that like the re the theatrical re release that they're doing doesn't postpone that because right. that's gonna suck. But anyway. Um, Oh, yeah. YouTube is doing this thing now. In the midst of all of this like craziness that's been going on the last couple of weeks with this um, VOD apocalypse oh, and goodness. all this stuff, right? Which mm-hmm. we won't get into. <laughs> Not today. A, we don't have time. <laughs> and B, that might be a little bit too political for what we yeah, want to do. I, I don't, don't know. I don't want to do a political show. No. We're just, hey, man, we're fun and we're light and we're campy and we're, cr- and we're a little cringy. <laughs> We're a little bit Maybe of everything. a little bit more than a little cringy. Right. But we like us, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's funny that in the midst of all of this crazy stuff that's surrounding YouTube, they've been putting two ads in every ad break, or mm. almost every ad break. Mm-hmm. I think it's like it's like one in six ad breaks that I get that, that only has one ad. Right. And the thing that I hate is when the first one is unskippable, so you have to go into the second one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's making me crazy, man. And I'm sure that whoever implemented that at YouTube is just like diving into their Scrooge McDuckian pool of gold coins right now because they're getting double the ad revenue from everything. Right. But I don't but know. At I don't the like cost it, man. Of the user experience. Yeah. Right. 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 And it's always a balance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But 
whatever. I have thoughts and opinions on how that's done. But well, like I said, we were like not the whole Hulu no commercials thing, except for yeah. the commercials. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and like I said, I have the free version of Hulu uh, because I have a Sprint account, and, and so I get commercials. Mm. And I just had to like come to terms with that. When I get like a 30-second commercial break, it's awesome. When I get a 90-second commercial <laughs> break, I kind of want to die a little bit. And it's so weird that this whole uh, Netflix streaming culture has just made me completely forget what it's like to have to watch commercials. Yeah, do you remember when you actually had to arrange your schedule around what you wanted to watch? Yes. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You had to show up at that time or you didn't get yeah, to right. watch the show and you missed out. Yeah, like Delta G and I, we used to wake up at 6 o'clock every Christmas morning just so that we could watch the SpongeBob Christmas special because there was nice. no such thing as streaming at that point. Nice. And then during the commercials, you have to run to the bathroom and your brother yells, it's on. And so you're like <laughs> vaulting over couches and like tumbling down the stairs trying to make it back in time. <laughs> the other thing that we want to get to is that Toy Story 4 is coming out this weekend. Yeah. Uh, at the time of publishing this podcast, it's probably already going to be out. Oh, that's true. But where we're sitting now at this point in time, it's not out yet. And um, it's coming out. I was a little unsure about it. At first, I thought it was unnecessary. But I also thought that Solo was unnecessary, and I ended up really, really enjoying that. That's true. So while I am skeptical about Toy Story 4, I'm cautiously optimistic at the same time. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what theme they're going to go with, because you know, Toy Story 3 was all about death and letting go. Yeah, right. They're like accepting their toy mortality. And I think this one is just like this big existential life crisis. Like you can put googly eyes on anything now, and it's a toy. Hmm. Let's be careful with that power. That's all I'm going to say. Right. I want to know what the freaking rules are for this toy universe, though. Right. Like I'm saying, can you just put googly eyes on anything and call it a toy and it will come to life? Well, now you got to What are the prerequisites? That, you know. It has, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how is that thing going to survive? At least, like, the stuff made in China is a little bit more durable than a freaking plastic spork, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. They were able to fix Wheezy. I don't know if they're going to be able to fix one of the little plastic tines when it eventually snaps. But who knows? So Toy Story four, it's kind of exciting. They'll I have love to Toy get Story. Plastic up. surgery. Ah! <laughs> Gosh. All Sorry, right. dad jokes. So that's our news and information for this week. We're going to get right into our main topic, which is E three twenty nineteen highlights. Yes. There was a lot that happened in that last week, and there's oh, yeah. no way that we're going to be able to cover it all in just this show. So we're just doing our favorites, the things that kind of stood out to us yeah kind of that we wanted to talk about. right as well as like uh if you didn't see it like me i didn't i didn't watch the broadcasts yeah i was doing other stuff man like i i don't know like i work and i you know what i mean like i was doing other <laughs> stuff so we're just going to cover some of the big things that in happened in case you missed it. in case you missed it but that's kind of the theme of this show is like you're having a life you've got a job you're doing other stuff so you're going to come here to get anime comic books superhero movies video games like whatever we're gonna be a little eclectic because that's us and that's all the stuff that we're into and hopefully we can keep you guys up to date and interested in what's going on yeah At i mean ideally we'd like to be able to condense everything down and just say here's what's going on here's kind of the reader's digest version of nerd culture yeah and i think about it a lot like uh the it crowd have you seen the IT crowd? I that love episode, the IT that crowd. episode when Moss gets the text alerts about the soccer jargon, <laughs> right? Did you see that? Yeah. Ludicrous Did you see last that night? ludicrous display last night? <laughs> That's what this show is. 
So it's going to be enough just to give you some talking points, if nothing else, right? Right. Uh, anyway, we were talking about E3 highlights. Okay. First big thing that I found, and this is what got me interested in wanting to do an E3 highlights in the first place, is freaking Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. The internet has, has rediscovered its deep and abiding love for that wonderful man. And it all came from the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 the re- the reveal yeah, yeah 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 where he came out and he's and he's talking about the game and he's saying the the audio and the and the visuals like everything is so breathtaking and then it's you like, have that guy in the wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow and then there's the guy in the crowd that yells you're breathtaking and it was yep. such a genuine nice moment he was kind of Keanu was kind of caught off guard and he was just like you're breathtaking just rolling with it you know and and it made this like big thing so now that's been that's been something that's blown up on the internet, and that's been really, really fun. For like the like w- whole week after E3, I saw nothing but Keanu Reeves memes. Nice. It was nice. it was cool. This is not the first time he's been a meme, and I think we just referenced that with his yeah. like with his uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like, whoa, you know. And then of course the Matrix. Where yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so. <laughs> and I actually in John Wick Three, he says guns. Lots of guns. Right? Oh, that was such a yeah, good callback. I loved it. On him. That was yeah, awesome. I'm glad that everybody's in love with Keanu again. Yeah, man. I think Dude's he a classic. It, and now he's kind of just blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to say something about the the Boston Dynamics dog? Oh, oh yeah. So speaking of memes, uh, there was a meme that I saw where uh, they basically had a picture of the Boston Dynamics dog. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen it, look it up. It's, it's a funny. robot yeah. that actually responds like like human beings and animals mm-hmm. it dynamically adjusts itself so it won't fall over yeah, yeah so they have you know videos where they're just sitting there just beating the tar out of this thing kicking it as hard as they can and oh, it stumbles no. to the side and recovers yeah, and yeah, keeps yeah. walking so they have one they show you know a, a picture of them kicking the dog and they're like well mm-hmm. who cares it's just a dog <laughs> it's just an electronic dog oh, no. and then it cuts over to the keanu cyberpunk 2077 character uh-huh. and he looks all mad and then it goes down to john wick as he's racking the slide for his gun <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's really really cool uh, I think his character in 2077 is called Silver Hand or something like that. He mm. is a character that's been referenced and is like known in the cyberpunk universe, but but oh, no cool. character model has ever been shown for him before. Right. So he's like new but not new. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. So and that's really really cool. I think people that are into the cyberpunk universe or mythos or whatever you would call it um, knew who he was when mm. he showed up because he has that whole silver arm. Uh, and if it's not, I think it's a tabletop game already, or they have one in the works. I don't remember. Interesting. But that's like where some of that comes from is they have like this whole expanded universe and it's not just the, the one other cyberpunk game. There's like other, other stuff that they've done with it. So, well, that's one of the cool things about the computer side, like the cyberpunk thing in general, you can have characters that you, you wouldn't have ever actually met. In person. Yeah, so right. That's, yeah, that's kind yeah, of a cool so thing. I haven't been a huge cyberpunk guy. I probably yeah. should be, considering uh, what I do for a living. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, that's probably true. I haven't... Uh, this is probably the, the most I've heard about cyberpunk, is is because of all the E3 because stuff of all the E3 that's stuff. just yeah. happened. Oh, I agree. But it's super, super anticipated. So, uh, cyberpunk, along with a lot of other games that got announced at E3, are not coming out until next year. Um, and so it's like, they're announcing it now... F- for 2020 right but i'm okay with that because give me a finished complete game 
don't give me half a game that you're going to finish through DLC after right. you've got my money yeah, or we whatever. Don't want day one DLC. Yeah, yeah. whole other yeah. like subtopic that we can and probably will get into at another time. I'll wait for it. Like Animal Crossing got delayed because they want to put more work into it. And I that's, that's totally the, fine. I think that's the right approach. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I know you were super excited for Final Fantasy VII. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so, so much. it was. It was revelatory to me to learn that it's not just a remaster it's a remake it's a remake yeah, yeah, yeah. well so you know what happened with that no they they don't have the master anymore i thought that was eight no oh that, it's seven the seven. Oh, i thought it was they final fantasy have eight it, so they said we'd have to make everything from scratch again oh man that's crazy and it's gonna cost way too much and nobody's ever gonna do it until they actually did it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so okay. that's why. That's why, and I think we're going to talk about eight here in a minute. Yeah, but that's why eight is a remaster because they have the master. Okay. And seven is a remake because oh. they can't go back and remaster what they had. Dang. So if you so have a said, copy of Final Fantasy seven, hold on to that because that will never exist again. See, I thought they were missing the master to eight because they just released a whole remastered collection, and it was like seven, nine. 10 and 12 with like some other ones but 8 I mean, wasn't I part of wrong, that. I don't know. That's what I remember. Okay, before. okay. Well, I mean But what's interesting yeah. about that is like with it being a remake, mm -hmm. the the mechanics are different. Right? Right, yeah. And and they took that opportunity to do that to kind of shake it up a little bit. I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that changes things. Yeah, cuz Final Fantasy has just been like notorious or like, or like, just super well known for its turn-based combat, and they're not doing that anymore. No, right? I think it was what I, I know that fifteen didn't have the turn-based. Okay, um, I see. I didn't. I didn't so they kind of they turned so. away from that. And I'm trying to remember mm. where that exact point was. In it might have been eleven. Oh, that really? They started moving away. Oh, that from seems kind of early. X one or X two. Okay. That they were like, we're not doing this anymore. We're gonna move to this other stuff, mm. to the to the real be. time. Yeah, oh. you gotta be right. Yeah, uh, am I? I'm too far away. I'm yeah. not used to this yet. No, you're good. So yeah, so it's one of those where <laughs> we're we're not. They, they switched it, but Final Fantasy VII has always been this thing, and it's this giant mm -hmm. thing. So many expectations. So how oh, is yeah. the reception gonna be when people go to play this mm -hmm. and they're like, "This is this is live action now," and I right. can't just. Plan out what spells I'm gonna cast. Like I gotta do yeah. stuff fast. What is this? Yeah, yeah. So I'm and then that's to my see how thing. That changes things. I've always really enjoyed that Final Fantasy is turn based, but that does just like dramatically increase how long it takes to play through the game. Oh yeah. I mean, like a hundred hours is nothing on Final Fantasy X because everything is turn based and slow. But mm -hmm. I do like that you get to plan stuff out. So we'll see. I mean, I'll just go into seven, into the remake of seven, knowing that it's gonna be different. Right. I mean, it'll be mostly the same. But like mechanically, it'll be a little bit different, right? Because they're right. not changing the story, are they? Not from what I've seen. Are they updating what it I've or anything the, like that? Like retconning anything? They're actually well, I haven't seen anything about retconning, mm -hmm. but it looks like even down to like the script, they're keeping things pretty pretty tight. Ah, oh, that's with cool. What they had in the original. Ah, that's cool. I like that. So I'm hoping that yeah, it's just basically a new version of this great story that we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. streamlined a little bit, and yeah, you know, everything ends up working out there. Yeah. And then uh, eight as well got announced that it's getting a remaster, right? right. Yeah. So. And that's so like that's my cool. childhood. Oh, really? <laughs> right there. Okay. I spent so much time on the PlayStation playing both of those. Um, mm -hmm. That yeah, for me, it's like that's great. It's interesting when you look at the video, though. Mm -hmm. It looks like 
It is a remaster, but you can definitely tell the polygon count is nowhere near it is on seven. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ah, okay, so okay. Uh, I'm really curious to see how big of a remaster is this? Oh, Did they really? actually get full blown models, mm. or does it just look? Do they just kind of boxy a little bit out? now? Yeah. yeah. Do okay. they just do new textures and they just call it good or what? Mm. So I'm really curious to see how eight plays. Yeah, out. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I've played Final Fantasy one a ton. That mm. is such a great classic game like that is a defining that's a defining game for the genre oh yeah i loved it i played it i think three or four times you can even get it on your phone now you can How which cool i think is, is great i usually just use an emulator mm-hmm. um but then when i get a new phone you can't like port your saves or anything like that so right. i lose it which is why i've played it four times because i keep getting new phones <laughs> uh, but then i didn't really get into final fantasy until 10 so i played 10 oh, gotcha. a lot and uh i know seven uh, I know some of the characters in eight and nine, but that's mostly because of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, because yeah, of course. especially in like one and two, they're kind of peppered throughout. They're like Squall uh-huh. and um, and Cloud and Yuffie and yeah and Cloud and of freaking course. Sephiroth. He's <laughs> the worst freaking mini boss ever. He's so hard. What's up, Nate? Oh, you go. Okay. Um, yeah. So most, I mean, so like I had one and I had ten, and then Kingdom Hearts kind of filled in the gaps for me. So nice. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, oh, we did get like 15 minutes of gameplay for uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. That looked uh-huh. that looked really really good. It was it was just alpha gameplay, mm-hmm. so just super early gameplay. But it Still looked good. Looked great. I mean, honestly, if they had released it looking like that, I don't think I would have known. Right. Right. No, I agree. Um, some of the stuff looked a little bit janky. Like the lightsaber wounds were cool when you cut and they like and it like glowed on the stormtrooper's armor, but right. sometimes it was like kind of zigzaggy. I don't know, but, I, but those I, are I'm interested. Small things, really. Yeah, I'm interested to see in uh, uh, what they change or update by the time this actually gets released. Right. But I loved. I just got to say, I loved that the stormtroopers were sitting there calling you out. When they're going to get in a fight, like there's one where the guy ends up pulling out. It's not a lightsaber, but it's like one of their little shock sticks. Yeah, uh, he's got force it out. pike or something. Right? Yeah. Oh no, so, not exactly a force pike. It was like one of more like the batons that we yeah, see. Yeah, it was more like in those seven episode seven. Uh huh. Where he like. Yep. Right. Exactly. Okay, okay. So so he's got one of those out, but it looks more like a sword, and mm. the the player doesn't immediately rush into attack. Mm-hmm. So there's some some distance between them, and the guy actually puts his hands up and he's like. Come on, no, like bring it up. I don't even remember that. That's <laughs> I was awesome. Like, That's amazing. That's and then really of course he cool. decimates the dude just right there, just chops yeah. him to pieces. But That's like, cool. the stormtrooper was all like, bring it on, bro. It was great. Yeah. yeah, mechanically it looked really, really interesting. It's it's being published by um Respawn. They mm-hmm. did the Titanfall mm-hmm. games and they did um Apex Legends. Right. So uh both of those games I really, really like. Uh, actually, Delta G and I recently have gotten super into Apex. Really? You guys should let me know. Oh, yeah. Delta's ah, freaking killing it, too. That's awesome. So, yeah. I'm garbage at it, but I'll play with you guys. What do you play on, though? I usually play Lifeline. No, no, no. I mean uh, console. Oh, PC. What system? See, I don't... Is there cross-play? Maybe we'll have to make something happen. We can all play. Oh, man. Get that'd be so recorded. sweet. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not a Battle Royale person. Yeah, me either. Uh, what, uh, uh, H1Z1... PUBG, Fortnite, I tried them. I hate them. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's not because they're not good games or whatever. It's it's just me personally. I'm not a big PvP player. I don't like right. that. Typically, my default is PvE, which is player versus environment. For people that don't know, PvP right. is player versus player. 
Um, so I like to go and do quests and fight bosses and like, you know, like, like, I don't know, just your standard RPG stuff. Yeah, you fight against the computer. You yeah. don't fight against other people. I like to team up with people and like fight against, yeah, like you said, like fight against the computer, but I'm not a big player versus player person. Yeah, I'm with you. So then that you get a hundred of these players and make them all fight each other. And that's just like the opposite of what I want to do. So I tried Fortnite once. I was coming off of um, Battlefront 2, which is interesting that I say I'm not a big PvP player, but that's the majority of what Battlefront 2 is. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. I mean, it's it's different because it's not Battle Royale. It's a whole different genre. It's, you know, first-person shooter or third-person shooter. You should do third-person. If you're doing first-person, you're losing visibility. Yeah. Anyway, I digest. Uh, you, you you mean digress? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so so coming from a shooter game into Fortnite, you'd think that I would be all right because I've been playing games all the time that are, you know, handle guns right. and whatever. It's shooter to shooter. But, man, it's it was a big transition. Hmm. And then when I played Apex, I was terrible. I didn't get any kills for my, for like, what was it? Like our first like four or five games, you think? So I'm looking forward to... Jedi Fallen Order is how I bring that back from yeah, our absolutely. long tangent. Yeah, right. Yeah. But this is fun. This is what we do. I mean, when we get together and hang out outside of this, this is, I mean, we just sit around and and BS and talk about games and yeah, I mean, whatever anyway. And that's kind of really what the show is. Here. Yeah. So good, good hanging. Sweet hanging. Uh, what else do we got? Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That looked. So there were no details. No, really no release date. Details. Yeah. Uh, we got a trailer. Yeah, and it um, looked great. It looks, it looks so. Fun. You know what's funny? The very first part of it, where he's sitting on that little turtle thing as mm-hmm. it's going, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here, and all I could think was, these guys are playing D and D. This is like, this is like a dungeon delve that they're oh, doing. Oh, th- yeah, right okay. Oh, and, then, would... and then it diverged a little bit, but yeah. yeah, I got those vibes of you know crawling down into a dungeon, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about it, looking for a MacGuffin. Yeah, it evoked a lot of that. Sure, sure, sure. I like that it's the same it's it's the same style as Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because a lot of their um a lot of the titles in Legend of Zelda, the the they're all different. Right. Like if you look at Wind Waker versus like Twilight Princess. Oh, they're very versus different styles. Ocarina of Time or something, you know what I mean? And it's right. it's crazy. And it's not always limited by the capabilities of that time period. Like Ocarina of Time is a style in mm-hmm. itself they didn't try to make it super realistic or whatever like they did it that way on purpose right and i actually heard a rumor back when wind waker was about to come out that they did it super cartoony because people were concerned that it was too realistic and it, and it was then too violent which oh, i think interesting. is interesting i don't even know if that's true i think that was just a rumor that i heard at the time but yeah then you have twilight princess that like oh man that's those graphics dark. were so good yeah the graphics <laughs> were good though they it were was. really good i actually have twilight princess on gamecube i don't have it on the wii original you only got it on the gamecube if you pre-ordered it yeah because they they nixed it to go to stores right at and it's actually um mirrored from the wii version isn't that cool yeah so of course like i don't notice but if you're running down a path and you turn and you know and then on the gamecube you turn left then on the Wii, like you go right or whatever, like it's right. totally flipped, and that's yeah, really really cool. So, another one of those game titles that I'm going to hold on to because you never know what might happen with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, so Breath of the Wild two in the same vein as well. They um, what one is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced that Link's Awakening is getting a remaster, which is cool, isn't that wow. the? Is that the second one? Do you know which one that that's, what I believe what that's... that is in the order? 
What console was that on? Was that on the NES or was that on something else? I'm trying to think of which one's Link's Awakening. There's so many. Because there's so many titles. And no we're not experts. We're enthusiasts. So. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't... I, I'm not I a... I work look with it up, computers. But... I am not a computer. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, I did really like that Link and Zelda are adventuring together. I did find that That's very That's really cool. Yeah, we haven't had that before. It's always been the Legend of Zelda, but... I mean, it should be really more like The Legend of Link because you never play as Zelda. She just kind of like chills in Hyrule Castle and turns into Sheik sometimes or something, right? But yeah, now it'll be The Legend of Link and Zelda. And that'll uh, be really fun because you can adventure Link's together Awakening what you got. was the Game Boy version? Game Boy. Yeah. Is that right? What am I thinking? Okay. Are maybe I'm thinking Link like... Link to the Past? Yeah, that's, yeah, but that already got a remaster, didn't it? Did it? I don't remember. I want to say it did. Oh, well. But anyway, I love Legend of Zelda. Freaking Ocarina of Time was my jam. And if we ever start doing a Throwback Thursday series, which I really, really do want to start doing, that'll probably be a stream over on Twitch or something like that. I want to play Ocarina of Time uh, as a big part of that because I freaking love that game. I saw a clip of someone that took the Ocarina of Time and put it through Unreal Engine 4. And it was, like, super HD. They only had, like, sample levels of it or whatever. But it was super high-quality graphics, and that was all that got updated. Mm. And it was amazing. If they just did that, if they remastered Ocarina of Time and just re-released it on an updated graphics engine or game engine, I would buy that so freaking fast. Uh, Who was it? There was someone at E3 that announced, we're not going to have any microtransactions in our game, and everybody freaking cheered. Who was that? Uh, Was it Bethesda? Was it Elder Scrolls 6 that was like, we're not going to have any microtransactions? And everyone's clapping like, yay, thank you for doing the bare minimum of a good game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see this. <laughs> ah, dang it. I, I don't I'll know if I made it. a note for that. Uh, uh, no. I don't I don't know if I have a note for that. But I saw it. I don't remember where it was because there were like 100,000 game studios and whatever that, that made press release or, you know, that, did, that had releases there. I don't right. remember who it was, but that's going to bother me now. Someone was like, yeah. I agree with it though. I would be sitting there clapping for it too. Yeah, right? It, Freak. There's something odd about paying for a game. Yeah. And then getting the feeling like you didn't get the whole of the game. Yeah. When you get into it. And I understand that games are more involved now. You know what I mean? Like they, right. they there's a lot more to them than there used to be, arguably, because graphics are so much more intense. There's a lot more like 3D modeling and a lot more like. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. more moving pieces to this now, so uh, you would think that crews would be bigger, or they would have to put in more time, and so like they want to pay them, yeah. So they want to they want to offset that. Um, but at the same time, man, like as a consumer, th- I don't I don't say like, oh yes, I would love to give you more money to help support the development team. Like, I already paid my sixty bucks, man. Right. <laughs> Again, this all goes back to the episode that we did <laughs> last year about microtransactions in video games. So go and watch it's it. Still, yeah, we go watch it. it here. Yeah, we're not going to do that again today. <laughs> Maybe in the future. I don't know. But it, but it's still just such a relevant thing. Oh, like yeah. uh, Elder Scrolls Blades. Mm-hmm. That, that game just makes me so mad. I don't know why AAA developers think that we want mobile games. And, uh, I mean, yeah. in a way we do, but... Because of the whales. No, it works true. in Japan where they just dump hundreds of dollars a week or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm pulling that that figure out of nowhere. But there's so much. Eh, it's fine. We weren't even, we weren't really using it. Um, yeah. In Japan, I know they spend a lot. Let me, can I just. Okay. They spend a lot of money on mobile games and it just doesn't translate. 
Right. Um, uh, North America doesn't do I, that. I think we're just a different market. Yeah. When, when I go to play, so I have on my phone, mm-hmm. right? I have games that I can play in five or ten minutes and be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't play marathon games. Like if you released Final Fantasy VII on the phone, yeah. I would never get through it. Well, I would get it. I would get through it one bowel movement at a time. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but really, because that's that's about what you do. Delta's just shaking his head. Come I wasn't on, man. Go there, but, you can't say but no. You, did, you but... know what? That's where most of these mobile games are being played. Right. That's exactly. why when when Fortnite came out on the on mobile, I was like, oh great, now you can get crapped on by someone <laughs> taking a crap. That's... It's not just twelve year olds now. It's people on the toilet that are going to beat me. Right. Wonderful. Anyway, you good read. night. But yeah, so it's one of those like it's it's a different thing to sit down and say I am investing my time right now for an experience. Right. I on don't. On the phone, I'm investing it for the length of a bowel movement. Right. Or like while I wait at the doctor's office, or like while I'm not driving in the car, yeah, it's or all sub half hour times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't. Yeah. You want to feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. and that you got something done during that time. Yeah. Whereas when I sit down, you know, to play a game like Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. I'm expecting to invest at least an hour, if not multiple consecutive hours. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. You right, know, right, that's right. usually like, what am I doing tonight? I am putting the kids to bed, and then this I'm playing Final Fantasy. That's until, your plan. You, know, you don't say like, oh, what bed. am I gonna do tonight? I'm gonna like do the laundry, and then I'm gonna play this game on my phone. That just seems just, so much worse yeah. somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, uh, what else did we get? Slash Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, yeah, right. Marvel Avengers Project. We finally got some like substantial announcement about this. It's mm. been like hinted and teased around for, I want to say, years. Uh, one of the developers so. is Square Enix that I love. I mean, you know, they... They did Final Fantasy. They, you know, they were part of Final Fantasy and a part of Kingdom Hearts and a part right. of Near Autonoma. Auton- Auton- Autonoma, Autonoma, too. Autonoma was was that them, or were they something else? I was don't that know. some other? Anyway, I don't. It, it, it doesn't matter. Square Enix is one of my favorite developers. Thought it was super duper funny, and it, it, so the game is not going to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's fine. Not everything sure. has to be yeah. connected. I didn't watch Agents of Shield, even though it was connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just because I I just didn't. Right. right. So, um, like, don't don't give me a whole universe that's in seven different mediums, and I have to go check out every single one of them. So I don't want to have to follow comics and TVs and TV shows and movies and video games just to get the whole story right, right. I'm okay yeah. if you branch you know what I mean if you have whatever it's fine um so that being said the Avengers game project Square Enix is doing the characters don't look like the actors but Good. it looks I which is fine it does, you know what I mean but it's close it like I mean I guess that the characters are are well known enough that you can't really deviate too much because they have such a classic look. Mm, but okay. I was watching one of these videos about it and the guy the guy said that it just looks like all their stunt doubles or Oh <laughs> or no. Like, or like yeah, I think it was I think he said they look like their stunt doubles and he said that he wanted to call it Avengers Resemble. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Black Widow looks very oh, masculine. Weird. Yeah, her she has like a really wide jaw. Uh-huh. That's probably the first thing I notice. Like she has like the long straight red hair, but then she has this just like big face and head. I was just like, Ew. is it like like a masculine face? It like is. Looks, yeah, it's just like yeah. What up with Black it's like Widow? Like they took a um, 
male model, right? And, just and they just put red hair on, over it. Yeah. Hair. Oh yeah. wow, that sounds so, awful. It it does, but Avengers resemble. <laughs> <laughs> that was so freaking funny. The resemblers, but I did. <laughs> but they did say that it's going to be single player and co op. Which is awesome. Oh. I ho- I don't know if it's going to be local co-op or just online. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping local. Local would be cool. Local would be awesome, but it does also look very very cinematic. Um, mm, right. Just from the trailer that they that they post, and just the way that Square Enix does stuff. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a very cinematic game. Well, even a lot of the fun. moves that they had in in the trailer, I was looking. I was like, oh, that's that's cool looking. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, in the same. Uh, you know, in the same train of thought that they have, they have. Okay, wait. What am I trying to say? In the same train of thought, they have Ultimate Alliance Three that's coming out just for the Switch, which I'm a little disappointed about because mm. the uh, Switch is like the one console that I don't have. I have Why? a PlayStation Four. I have an Xbox One. It's money, man. I'm freaking poor. I'm. <laughs> I work two jobs, dude. That should have been one of the first ones that you got. I love it goes Nintendo. Everywhere. I know, and I really, really wanted one. I actually almost bought one for myself this last Christmas. Hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't remember why I didn't end up doing it, but I, I almost did. So now I have to get a switch. Well, because you should rethink ultimate, that decision. I know. And I, <laughs> if I could, if I could, I would, because ultimate Alliance is one of my favorite games. Hmm. They had it on the, what was it? Delta? Was it the GameCube that we had the first one? No, it was always Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's local multiplayer, so it's you and three friends that make up this squad, and you can be different characters. Right. And you level them up, and you can unlock new costumes, and, like, Ultimate Alliance was so fun. That's, like, my most prominent uh, college memory is sitting in my apartment after school or whatever with my roommates, and we're all a character playing Ultimate Alliance 2. Nice. It was so, so fun. So I love Ultimate Alliance. And the third one is called uh, Black Core. Or something like that. What what is it? Because it has to do with like Thanos's right it's lieutenants or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know much more than that about it. But it's coming out July 19th, which is my birthday. Well, heck, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Black Order. That's okay. What it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was the Black Core or something like that at one point in the comics. I don't remember for sure. But yeah, so it's going to be 60 bucks, coming out brand new. They do, but they do have uh, an Ultimate Alliance one and two bundle for the PlayStation Four that oh. is also going to be sixty bucks. Gotcha. So uh, Delta G got me Ultimate Alliance two for the Xbox for Christmas not that long ago, like two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Yeah, and then they got backwards compatibility for it for the Xbox One. Oh, so that's awesome. I really, really want to play it. I would love if we would do Ultimate Alliance together. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be really cool. Yeah. The last one we have is Watch Dogs Legion taking place in London. This one's interesting, so I got to chime in here. Watch Dogs is is one of those that like hits very near <laughs> and dear to me. Yes. Because of what I do for a living, right? Yeah, Dancor is super, yeah, super cyber security guru, whatever. I don't, I don't know even that know. I go that far. It's, it's, I, I do know. stuff with things, and it's fun. That's um, not helpful. <laughs> that's not. That's so. That's so much more ambiguous than where I was going. I but, don't know. You know, for so for an infosec guy, seeing infosec. the hacking stuff is really cool. And actually, yeah. one of the videos that we've got on Hometown Heroes is me talking about oh, yeah. all these different hacking games and how it's represented. And right. How close is it to real life? That was a this. cool. That was a cool segment that we did. The whole cent or city OS mm-hmm. thing that they've got in it actually could work. 
So the game is like simultaneously really close to getting it right, yeah. and then in other ways like super cringy, bad. <laughs> and is that, that because sense. that makes it easier as a video game? I think so, and okay. I, and that's one of the reasons why I I generally will look the other way mm. with it and just not mm-hmm. let it bother me and just yeah. say it's a game. And it's for the sake of it being a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if people don't know Watch Dogs, you basically, like, in the first one I know, you have, like, a cap and, like, a bandana or something and, like, a trench Mm -hmm. coat. And you just walk around and, like, steal people's information off their phone or you can just, like, hack an ATM machine or something. Right. It's all about, like, hacking into stuff and Mm -hmm. causing mayhem. Uh, Not causing mayhem as much as there's an organization. I haven't played through the whole thing on the first one. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But, yeah, basically you're... You're a rogue element that goes and messes with yeah. <laughs> with these organizations, yeah. and you're using this kind of ubiquitous operating system mm-hmm. that is now being used for everything um, against itself. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you're hacking Skynet yeah. and then turning the Terminators against themselves. Yeah, right. Um, which is cool. So they kind of have that in this third one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you see, first off, it looks like it's somewhere in London. Right. The guy has a Cockney accent, which I think is awesome yeah that's so cool and then he ends up fighting against some drones that are out there yeah yeah and there's like this weird combination of him being able to use hacky stuff and then also shooting guns so Mm -hmm. what i really like about it that i saw in the trailer is that uh you can you can now recruit anyone into this organization or whatever (laughs) so someone was playing as an old grandma grandma. Uh stealthing around and whatever and and they were using a taser to disable people and stuff (laughs) that seems so awesome i want to be an old lady it'd be like gta with hacking and tasers it's gotta be like a hundred years in the future yeah yeah who knows yeah grannies are like yeah i've been doing software development for the past 60 years of my life yeah got this and then to wrap up our episode for today, we have a, a short list of updates. We don't have a lot of information on them because it's just like, oh, we're adding this thing. So the first one is that Microsoft announced their next generation console. It's just known as Project Scarlet right now. Mm-hmm. And it's slated to release uh, holiday 2020 is what they said. So that will be cool. I'm also a little disappointed. I mean, like, we had the 360 for like 10 years or something, right? Yeah. And then they had the Xbox One, and then it was like five years later they had the Xbox One S mm-hmm. that just could that just updated the capabilities. Right. Um, so now I've got to start saving for a whole nother freaking console. Uh, but that's cool. Project Scarlet is what it's is what it's called. Um, lots of indie games they talked about, especially with the Microsoft panels or the Microsoft. Um, what what do you even call them? Well, uh, where they just like stood on the stage and the programs, the Microsoft, I don't know, time periods. I don't know. (laughs) Everyone's shaking their head. I, my brain is so fried right now. I can't think of the word. Anyway, uh, at the Microsoft stage. Okay. On the Microsoft stage, there were a lot of indie games that were announced because Microsoft is buying up these indie development. All these little game companies all the time. And they're just funding their projects. Right. And I'm so they had all these indie games that look really, really cool. Lots of different art styles and lots of different genres and whatever. And I'm looking forward to those just because sometimes it's nice to take a break from AAA titles. Right. It's nice to take a break from Call of Duty 28 or like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Modern Warfare 72. Yeah, right. Sometimes I want to play a little Cuphead. Sometimes I want to, you know what I mean? I want to play one of those like more indie one-off well, games. Well, what's great about it is it kind of highlights that 
normal people can do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, these yeah. small teams of one to four people. Whatever, yeah. Can, can go and make a game that can, you know, become ubiquitous and that everybody knows and right. potentially sell millions of units. Yeah, so Anybody that's really can do cool. It. That's really, really cool. I liked that a lot. Uh, nothing new for the Elder Scrolls Six, mm. which was disappointing. I that was weird. They announced that Elder Scrolls Online now has dragons, but nothing for Elder Scrolls Six. Took them long. So enough. that's kind of, that's too bad. It's I mean it's in development enough that they don't have anything really to show yet or showcase right. yet. Uh, and then the other update is that Banjo Kazooie is getting into <laughs> Smash Ultimate. That sounds so awesome. That's I, nuts. Yeah, that sounds really really cool. I wonder if that's going to be Ice Climber-esque, because you have Banjo and Kazooie, right? The Kaz- yeah, Kazooie's the bird. Sure. Yeah, I'm Banjo's not... the bear. Yeah, so that's cool. New Smash Ultimate character announced. Smash Ultimate is so good. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I don't have a Switch, but I played Smash Ultimate at my in-laws uh-huh. one time, and I was just like, I got to get this freaking game. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. <laughs> I got to buy a Switch well, we just really, so I can play Smash. We should Smash. really do it on the show. I've got it. On my Switch, oh, we should man. totally do it. I've got enough controllers for everybody. I play it with my, with my yes. family all the time. Yes. It is phenomenal. Cool. And I, I absolutely love that. Show. I love that you can have eight people on the screen at one time. It gets a little insane. It does. But that's really, <laughs> really cool. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for our very first episode back, season two. We're we in our it. new studio space. We've done it. That's it. We'll right, see you guys thanks, next guys. time. See you next time.